So I think that, you know, the more, and, and that comes back to niche market again as well. The more you focus on one thing, the easier it is to confidently give a couple of options and then get them to come in and, and review. And I want to say, please don't think that, I, that I'm speaking because I know it all. I do not. I was one of those people that sold a lot of product at the very beginning. So I, I wanted to hit every issue that the client was talking to me about and I wanted to desperately get them a result. But it's just through perseverance and pushing through and looking for the patterns and, and staying focused in that niche market that's allowed me to finally get, I feel like I've finally got to the end of that pattern now and I've got all the knowledge so I feel like I can be succinct but before I wasn't I was one of those people that that gave a lot of product welcome to the metagenics best practice podcast standing on the shoulders of giants practitioner to practitioner conversations to inspire mentor and learn from Marianne was one of the first practitioners I met through our courses like Frequency Specific Microcurrent and VLA Vitality Longevity and Healthy Aging program and it was wonderful to see Marion blossom into a practitioner with a very defined niche. When you are in a niche, there is no price competition. So this is an important consideration in differentiating yourself in this ever-growing crowded market. Marion Rubox specialises in skin. She's built a very successful practice in this niche with her very own effective skincare range. LSM, much research, specialty workshops and clinic equipment. As Marion says, niche marketing is the way to go. Stand out from the crowd and get some inspiration today in how this would work for you. Thanks, Marion, for having me in your beautiful clinic in Cottesloe. It's so nice to be here. It's been 15 years that I've known you. I remember mm. when I first met you and you did microcurrent and vibrant, vital, so much passion and drive for the industry. And so 15 years later, sorry, it's taken me this long to actually get in and, and see you and, and speak to you. And it's just lovely to see you. And we were talking earlier about the ranges that you have. You've got your own skincare range, what you're doing. Mm. This now is your third clinic. That's that right. set up. Yep. Which is fabulous. So we've got a lot to talk about. But my main focus is I want to speak to you about niche. So being sure. a niche in this industry, so many practitioners want to heal everything and everybody. Makes it very difficult for marketing, makes it difficult to stay focused mm. and aligned. And your niche very much is skincare. That's exactly right. Um, I think probably the biggest thing that I learned through doing a lot of marketing to, to promote the business because I came in with a passion. So I really had no idea what I was getting myself in for. And I think very early in that process, I realized that I needed to be niche, you know, inch wide, mile deep. And that then allowed me not only to personally focus on something that I loved, which is the skin, because I have a history of acne, I've had it all my life, but also to I think also it allowed me to be clear about to the clients what I was able to offer them. And really in retrospect, I still treat everything else, but it allowed me to market very clearly. It allowed me to talk to the client in a very clear manner. And I guess the, the only negative or the only downside was is someone would say, oh, well, I don't have a skin condition, so, you know, I can't help you. But I did manage to 
walk around that or work around that. Um, what I did was I then bought some machines that allowed me to do lymphatic drainage, cellulite reduction, body shaping, talk to people about weight loss. So we're still very much in tone with the whole business and the whole clinic. And so the, the clinic has continued to morph since the date was conceptualised. So you studied as a naturopath. I can see all the plaques yep. on your wall, which is fabulous. Your wall of fame up there. <laughs> so you've got massage that I can see. You've got aromatherapy, reflexology. Nursing. Nursing as well. Yeah. Wow, awesome. So that's a good background to mm. start with. Mm. Yeah. So with the niche, how did you know you wanted to go into skin? I've always loved skin. And uh, look, as, as a young girl, I was the... <laughs> divulging something personal but it'll give you a giggle um I was always the person that like I would change my clothes five times before I went out because I couldn't decide what I wanted to wear how my hair was gonna be what my skin looked like I was always pinching my mother's makeup so I just had that inclination towards that um I loved everything about a pretty dress and looking pretty so for me skin became very natural and I guess the other thing that kind of pushed me more so into health um, and then I attached what I loved to it was the fact that I was diagnosed with a kidney condition when I was 16 and um, I found out that I was born with an abnormality. So that led me on a path of un unwellness for quite a long time in my life. And as a result, you know, putting those two things together, fixing the unwellness, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, as well as doing something that I love, kind of seemed to make sense of it all. That does make a lot of sense, actually, having that drive. We all come from a different place, don't mm, we? Yeah. It was interesting when you were talking about, you know, changing clothes and all the rest of us thinking, oh, you're an aesthetic. So we have motivators and drivers mm. and obviously aesthetics is, is yours. And I think for any practitioner that's thinking, well, I'd like to go into a niche, but I don't know what niche I want to go into. Yeah. Or I treat chronic conditions. How can I niche chronic conditions under, you know, some sort of banner to allow me to market and be more focused? I think working out what your motivators are, there's actually a program, it's called DISC, D-I-S-C, uh, and you can actually do those, you can jump online and do a DISC program, and it actually tells you what your motivators are, so it can help you direct you to a, to a degree, um, but I think finding what you do that you're passionate about, what mm. you Oh, I think that's imperative because you have bad times and if you don't have that passion and that knowing when you wake up this is what you're meant to be doing the tough times are exceptionally tough and sometimes they're too hard to almost get past but in my heart without any doubt whatsoever even though it annoyed me at times that it, that I was built this way I knew this is what I was exactly meant to be doing and so the tough times were tough but I knew I still had to get through it when you say tough times you mean personal tough times or in business yeah, tough times both both personal and business you know clients tend to uh, challenge you and they're your best teachers all at the same time and sometimes when I think that I had it in the bag and then that person didn't respond it was like geez, what did I miss? And I had to teach myself to say that and ask myself that question rather than go, I'm wrong and, and be, go into a negative space. Or I had to, you know, or the client was wrong. Like someone had to be wrong or otherwise you had to turn it around and change it into a different aspect. And that's been one of my best strategies for learning and staying open to to knowing there's an answer but that at this moment I just don't know what it is 
Yes, so that's that openness and willing to learn and grow. Correct. Yeah, so when you're saying the word wrong, I'm thinking, oh, you know, is, is the practitioner really wrong or did they just miss something? But then sometimes you actually can be wrong. Yeah. Sometimes you just do get it wrong. And I think sometimes, look, we're all human and we forget that. We have someone who sits in front of us and they expect us to know. You know, they've come here, they're going to pay us to tell them what they need to know, what they need to do so they can get better. And and that's a hard gig. That's a big responsibility. And depending where your head's at as to how big that responsibility is for you. But you've got to allow yourself to go on the journey with the client. Because if you don't, then you're stopping yourself from growing and learning. And I have learned from the tools that I've brought into the clinic, the VLA, and seeing the patterns, the HEMA view, and learning those things and, and seeing the patterns in that and then uh, using microcurrent to treat and see if that worked. All those things along with the client's history and their response have taught me so much. I can't even begin to probably put it into words. But if I were to paraphrase it, I'd just say look for the patterns. Yeah, look for the patterns. Look for the patterns. Be objective, look for the patterns, listen to the client. I and love that. Look for, look for the patterns because I'm Chinese medicine trained as well and it's all pattern recognition. Yeah. It's how we look for patterns in But patients. we're not taught to do that. We're still very much taught from a, a, a dysfunctional model but it's not actually you look start looking at the patterns and then you start to realise, oh, okay, so it's this. And, and then you can go do your research and follow up and get the information and then it's quite a, you know, it's a, an accomplishment when you go, I knew that. Now the research is telling me I knew it as well. <laughs> Yay! Been vindicated. I haven't been sprouting. <laughs> I've been sprouting weeds. <laughs> no. I was thinking uh, of the benefits of having a niche from a perspective of marketing, that's pretty clear because yeah. you're, you're speaking to your ideal patient, you're yeah. marketing directly to them, you're marketing in their language, you're marketing to where they are and what their concerns are. And you're making it simple because there's so much that can possibly be addressed. If you're st staying with one topic or one area, then people will get it because it may well be it's a systemic problem, but it's got a skin condition attached to it. Yeah. So you're still treating both, but what the person sees, depending on their their angle, whether they're aesthetic or not, is basically they see the skin condition. They don't see the rest. What other, what other benefits besides the marketing do you find from having a niche and staying in that, that area? I think one of the biggest uh, benefits for me is the amount that I've learnt and the satisfaction that I've got from discovering things myself that um, I didn't know I didn't know almost because mm. there's three lots I always say to clients there's three lots of knowledge there's what you know you know there's what you know you don't know and there's what you don't know you don't know so you can't ask the question because you don't know it yeah. and in over the last probably since around about 2002 to now I think that's when I've really learned and being able to put all the pieces of the puzzle together to treat someone in this niche market of skin conditions and skin complaints and skin problems to the point that now I get it right mm -hmm. every time. And that feels good. Yeah. Whereas before I didn't get it right a lot of the time because there was all these things I needed to learn. And 
um, I think that's so powerful, not only just for the client to be able to have that confidence and you to have that confidence when you're talking to them, but also to, to be sharing that with others because you can only see so many people you can only help so many people and we none of us come with with a uh, a book of uh, how we work um jeffrey bland talks about in that individuality i can't remember the right word he used i've been listening to some of his um uh, workshops from the last conference in my car and but he was talking about how there was just to give you an example there's 17 different types of diabetes treatment now because everyone is so unique and it's that epigenetic factor and I think that's really what, you know, having the patterns, but having that knowledge allows you to manage mm. that, that individual factor. And not only does it take the stress out of your business, but it, it allows you to get what you really want, which is a happy client and job satisfaction. And so if, not, if you're trying to focus on everything and fix everything, it's like, well, which came first? Where do you start? And if you start over, say, at the gut, is that actually going to fix the stress? You know, and when you've got a client who's who doesn't know, and maybe it's the first time they've gone to a naturopath, then it's very easy to overwhelm them, and then, then they will do nothing yes. because they can't do it all. They don't get it all. You can't. You can only give them one thing really to do. So I think you know, like just in your practice itself for your job satisfaction, for your client, for getting results, for feeling solid in what you do, for feeling that you, you're contributing to the community. A niche market is brilliant for all of those things. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to be known for something. Yeah. You know, what, what is it that you do? Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're known obviously in your community mm. as being the skin expert. Yep. Do you have a tag? Um, as in from the business point yeah. of view? Um, I have the tag that I have is, you know, your health, your wellness, your confidence. Nice. Um, because really, you know, if you can face the world, um, that's what it's all about. And I guess one of my missions, my, my mission actually, I, I wrote a long time ago, 10 years, maybe more, is to help as many people as I can with skin conditions. Mm. So that's my mission. So whenever I get stuck and I, and I get an opportunity and I think, okay, does that fit in with my mission or not? Yeah. That helps me either move forward or stay where I am. Directs and, you to where you yeah. want to be going, so you yeah. achieve what you want to do. Absolutely. Going back to you, going back to your tag, I did notice it when I was walking in because it was on your signs out the front. Yes. And what I loved in there was the last bit, your confidence, because people really don't care what your qualifications are. No. What they care about is can you help me? Absolutely. And they're motivated by feeling, not motivated by logic. So you might go, oh, you know, I've got acne or I've got eczema. And the, the consequence of that is lack of confidence mm. or frustration. Or and a vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerability, absolutely. So, you know, having that in your tag is people go, oh, yeah, my skin does reduce my confidence. Mm. So if I go to Marion, then mm. I'm going to be more confident. Mm. Correct. Know? I think it's great, really well done, nice marketing. On yeah. That. Well, the way I look at it is you have to face the world. Yeah, you do. And if you can't face the world then you're, you're compromising your, your entire life and how you're living your life. Yeah. And a lot of people think um, that skin, dealing with skin is just very superficial, far, far from it. Mm. You know, do what do you see when you look in the mirror? Yeah, yeah. Your skin's just a reflection of the inside of you, really, isn't Correct. it? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's not just skin deep. 
Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> if, if only. <laughs> that would be easy. If the skin was a piece of material and you could just kind of cut it and prod it and stretch it out a little bit and manipulate it, it would be much better. <laughs> but the fact that it's a living organ is like, oh, yeah, it's, it gets a little bit more complicated. Yeah, it does. Speaking of um, skin, the range that you've got, I just want to talk to you about your range. So when mm. I came into the practice, I was having a look in your cupboard of all your, you know, your display cabinet of what you've got. And you've got your own skincare range. Mm -hmm. uh, can we talk about that? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, the skincare range came from a couple of experiences with skincare companies that weren't very nice to work with to start with. And also, too, from a, from a business point of view, there wasn't a lot of markup either. So, you know, when you're running a business, it, it's all well and good to want to really do good. And that is always my first port that I go to. My husband tells me off for that because I don't always think about the business side first. But the second side to that is the business side, that you want to be able to make some money because if you don't make any money, you can't help anyone because <laughs> you can't stay open. So from the point of view of the skincare range, I guess the main precipice was I was getting a lot of people coming to see me that had had cancer they were you know three and two and three years post-cancer of different descriptions as well and they wanted a skincare range but nothing without any um, parabens artificial um, preservatives and things like that so I decided I honeymooned the idea of having my own skincare range and being altruistic, I thought, oh, that'd be really nice. Not even considering the cost. Please let me tell everyone in advance, please do a business costing <laughs> whenever you want to do anything new so that you know exactly what you're getting into. I just followed my heart. But I found this American company uh, that were doing formulas. And at that time, the Australian dollar and the American dollar were equal. And I worked with them and they made me some brilliant products, absolutely beautiful products. So we have cleansers that wash off the skin that support immunity of the skin and the pH, but don't have leave any residue. We have products that nourish. We have products that concentrate on hydration and restoring the skin's barrier. So, you know, there I was able to marry the products to the skin problems and conditions and then that helped me also educate the clients. So, okay, we've done an assessment on your skin. We can see that your skin's barrier is weakened. Before we do anything active, let's restore the skin's barrier. So it's kind of like restoring the gut health. Yeah. It's the same deal. It really is the yeah. same deal. And uh, well, so because the skin's got a microbiome and correct. It's porous and correct yeah. and excretory. Yeah. yeah. So from that point of view, that um, that worked really well. I spent a, a significant amount of money establishing it. And when you're doing anything like that for your business, the 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 good side is the fact that no one can go anywhere else and buy it. And that was one of the reasons I did it is simply because people. The skincare ranges that I had before, whilst they were okay, they would shop online and they would get it. They, and I was getting people coming in, can I get this cheaper? You know, I can buy it online for this, can I buy it for you from that? And I just thought, no, but this is disrespectful and it's not respecting, they want my knowledge and then they want a cheaper product and so on. So to manage people's behaviours, um, it's, it is nice to have a, a range that one is unique to you, two, they can't buy it anywhere else, Three, it's results driven, and four, it works. So that was the main reason why I put the skincare range in situ. And it's probably been, in retrospect, the best, the absolute best thing I've ever done. Because when times have been tough and lean, um, because I've been able to establish my own markup, 
um, it's kept the business going. Mm -hmm. So it's been a real, it's been the glue that's helped keep the business moving and running. And it's a consumable that people can afford. Yep. They won't go without their skincare, but they'll go without a treatment or they won't come in and have their health reassessed, but they'll have their skincare. And when you're doing something like this, I guess what you've also got to remind yourself is what are your outgoing? So it's your bottles because they all come in um, big, big one litre or two litre containers. So you've got to buy your bottles, you've got to do your labelling, you've got a graphic designer to do your labelling and then your labelling companies will sell uh, in bulk. So you have to buy at least 500 to 1,000 and that's a small run. And then if you've got certain number of products, like I started with, I think, 10 and I've now got 19 so just doing a round of labels is a thousand dollars and for a small business that's a lot of money because that money's not coming back to you until you actually sell the skincare in the bottle with the label on it yeah. <laughs> and your security tamper proof tag don't forget that because mm -hmm. <laughs> when I first started doing it I didn't have any tamper proof tags on them and I had then people returning them and I couldn't prove whether they used, used them or not um, Little things you don't think There's of. just, yeah, like wow. there's just so many things. Um, I noticed that you've got different ranges um, denoted by different colours yes. on the bottles and I'll take a photo of that and pop it onto the show notes Yeah. Uh, so people can see a beautiful range. Um, so why why have the different it wouldn't it be cheaper to have just the same color and the mm. same branding all the way through absolutely such a great question because that's exactly what i did to start with i had the same color and the same label the whole way through and i got clients coming back to me and you've got to listen to your client because if they get annoyed and it gets too hard they won't come back mm. it just gets to the point um they said oh i'm putting the wrong thing on my skin all the time and i can't tell which is which and then um my husband started using my skincare range and he went, oh, this is just, well, you know, you should have a colour coded or something or something so you can say, you know what, <gasps> yes, absolutely. So I rebranded the products about four years, five years ago and colour coded them because I didn't know what I didn't know. It was back to that knowledge base, that third knowledge base of what I didn't know I didn't know and of course I was so familiar with the products it was no issue for me I knew exactly what I was using and what I was doing even though every single label was the same and I think the other benefit it's been of um, color coding the products is straight away if the client needs a cleanser they know what colour to look for. If they need a nourishing serum, they know what to look for. If they need something. So what I've done is I've made the skincare very different. So it doesn't treat acne. It doesn't treat rosacea. It's about what's happening to the skin because you've got systematic, sorry, systemic drivers. Yeah. And because you've got the systemic drivers, then you can almost have a rosacea-like skin with some acne to it but it's actually that's only part of what's going on so it's like a like naturopathic skincare range correct yeah, wow. absolutely exactly if, the same principles yeah. what if what if um any practitioners listening think oh you know I, I do a bit of skincare i'm interested in that but i'd love to stock your range is that a possibility yeah absolutely okay so yeah. they can just get in touch with you to do that i yeah i've got one distributor in the u.s that's okay. distributing at the moment and i've got one over in byron bay okay so i've only just started that process great and that's mm. passive income on the side for yeah. you, which is yeah. great to keep the business going. Yeah, and also to the skin skincare. I know I'm uh, because I help design it with the formulator. It kind of sounds a little bit one-sided, but I, I kid you not, it is results-driven, awesome yeah. skincare. Might be shopping on my way out the door. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to talk to you about is 
your website. So on your website, you I can see you've got all these different options on there. And obviously, a niche market is very skin focused on your website. If anyone wants to have a look, just um, what's the best way to what's your website address? Oh, lsmskincaresolutions.com. Okay, lsmskincaresolutions.com.au. So if you jump on there, you can actually see that you've got programs that you actually run uh, and workshops. And I'm sitting here in your no, I'm not. I'm sitting next door to the room where you do the workshops, um, which is which is a great little space in there as well. So can you tell me about these workshops? Mm. So I set up the workshops because I'm because it sits in with my mission. My mission is to help as many people as I can. So I set up the workshops because I, what I wanted is I. I I felt the need to educate people, but I didn't want to be educating them while they were having their treatment and relaxing. And I realized that that's what I was doing. And I, I decided I need to stop. That wasn't fair on the client because a lot of the time they were probably needed that downtime and I was selfishly tapping into that. So I set up the workshops to um, bring people in and I made it very short, 45 minutes, um, charged them uh, $50 so that it was nothing for free works let me tell everyone please don't ever 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 think that free works it does not there is no value in free no one had to give anything away then they didn't have to give anything of themselves and if something better comes along you're last on the list so so that's why i charge for it and um, so we set up the workshop so that we're doing uh skin health and wellness makeup and uh and and weight loss so how often do you have those we have those once a month. Okay, so you alternate between them or you do all four once a month? We do all four once a month. Okay. Yeah. And so you just, you've got a set program so you don't have to do any work, any extras. No. On it. It's done. It's, a, it's Correct. plug and play. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. And is it just you that does that? Yes. Okay. It, it is just me but anyone could do it because it is set information. Mm. Um, and the other reason I did it was because I wrote a book a couple of years ago on skin health and wellness and trying to help people understand because this is my biggest hurdle is that people didn't want to know or they, they there was this... There was a deficit in in the knowledge that they had between where their skin was actually connected to the rest of the body. They kind of knew, but they didn't. So I wrote the book to help people have specifics to help them understand that their you know their stress, the way they live their life, how they sleep, um, how they respond to things, whether or not they eat good food or not, what their choices are, that accumulative benefit, all those sort of things. Now it might sound totally normal to you because you're living in the same world that I am but they don't Mm. and so the reason why I wrote the book is because again I had so much I wanted to impart so I would do a consult I would give them a book as part of the consult that was priced into the consult it was not free yep okay and then I said and read the book and I made the book readable I wanted it to be easy read, not too difficult, not too many big words, but enough big words to give it value because they may have heard those words in the community anyway. And I didn't talk a lot about things like probiotics and stuff like that. I talked about kefir and fermented foods and things that were achievable for them. I didn't want to make it so hard that they go, oh, well, she's talking about I have to go and buy this now and I need to buy another thing. Mm. And so many times I hear clients come in and they go, oh, I went to the naturopath down the road and I had to buy buy 50 things and you know none of them have worked and I spent you know so much money and and straight away I hear them saying that and I'm thinking okay so they're asking me to fix them probably with one thing 
So I think that, you know, the more, and, and that comes back to niche market again as well, the more you focus on one thing, the easier it is to confidently give a couple of options and then get them to come in and, and review. And I want to say, please don't think that, I, that I'm speaking because I know it all. I do not. I was one of those people that sold a lot of product at the very beginning. So I, I wanted to hit every issue that the client was talking to me about and I wanted to desperately get them a result. But it's just through perseverance and pushing through and looking for the patterns and, and staying focused in that niche market that's allowed me to finally get, I feel like I've finally got to the end of that pattern now. Yeah. And I've got all the knowledge. So I feel like I can be succinct. Yeah. But before I wasn't, I was one of those people that, yeah. that gave a lot of product. Yeah. It's nice to see, though, that progression. It's, you know, I've been in this industry 25 years now and I'm so pleased I'm not the practitioner I was, was when I first started. Mm. You know, big, big growth. Well, you can't be, really. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to your workshops, curious, who, who comes to those and how do you market those? We market those through Eventsbrite, Facebook, oh, yeah. Instagram, and we um, we costed it out. We needed a minimum of six people to make it cost effective. Okay. And and basically, the people that come to that are our existing clients, um, or clients that haven't been for a while, or clients that you know are interested in having their makeup done and want to understand more about you know non comedogenic makeup or. Um, Everyone's kind of got their thing. So, you know, you couldn't just do one workshop and get everybody in and you certainly couldn't do it all, you know, that information in, in 45 minutes. Mm. So definitely having, you know, four workshops and that, you know, short to the point. Yeah. Do you run them back to back? No, run them once a week. So every oh, Tuesday. Okay. All right. So Tuesday's workshop night. Yeah. And do you do like a rotating roster of? Correct. Each? Okay. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing something similar in practice. I think probably the only thing is when I've got what I've tried to do in that niche market mm. is make sure that I've got the equipment when I'm doing because I've chosen to do treatments as well that validates what I'm doing. So all the all the treatment machines and I've searched the world, which is I guess now a little bit easier with the internet. But you know, 15 years ago wasn't so easy. But I've searched the world for good quality medical grade equipment mm. that is results driven has got a lot of good research behind it and gets results for people so that you can talk to them about what you're doing and why you're doing it lymphatic drainage um, pushing vitamins into the skin why you would be doing that and so on and so forth yeah i noticed where you are located you've got a spa and beauty salons like mm. just within 10 there, meters of where you are there's three beauty salons in this one street wow that's amazing and mm. and so you you differentiate yourself with the machines you use and correct the position yourself as an expert correct so there's no price competition when you're in a niche correct you agree? oh absolutely mm. yeah so the machines one of those machines i saw was the vla now most practitioners we talk to them about bia machines the vla training program they go oh, but i'm not interested in fat loss so how in the world is the bia and the vla training you've had relevant to skin oh Gosh, where do I start? It, in a nutshell, insulin resistance is vital to address when you're treating a skin condition. Your VLA shows you not only um, if they're, 
you know, where, where you've got as a starting point. But what I love about the VLA is that when you do start to change their diet, you can see straight away where they're going into cortisol drive and glycogen loss and breaking down their muscles. So straight away, you know that they're off track or you've missed something or you need to to deviate and it just allows you to be you know ex exceedingly succinct and really important with menopausal women because not only are they wanting to lose weight and because most of them will come you know with with uh, that sort of uh, apple shaped body but um what also happens i guess for them is that if the one of that way you can honeymoon or present uh, you know because you want to always present things with features and benefits, right? So when I talk about a new program, I'm always talking about the features and benefits. So to them, I'll talk to them about changing their diet, that they've got some insulin resistance, and that's what we're trying to get rid of so that or manage so that we can reduce the skin condition and reduce glycation and all those sort of things, all the skin stuff that I've already diagnosed. And then you're going to use this machine to objectify it. And it does it beautifully and very easily and in a very reasonable time frame. You know, like it's, I think it's what, two minutes to set it up and, you know, a second to do it and then to look at the report. And you can see very clearly what's going on. And also to it, you see patterns. And then if people aren't going the way you think they should, you've got to say to yourself, okay, what have I missed? And again, like I said, that's a tool that I've used to, to help me understand what's going on because you don't always think of every question that you need to ask to get the answer but your objective tools will help you ask better yeah. questions yeah. better quality questions Piece of visibility too doesn't it so That's it's like right. putting that pieces of the puzzle yeah. together and always present it in a in a scientific light not like oh especially if it was weight loss it's not no you don't you've done a bad job no no it's not about you've done a bad job let's have a look and see what what we're missing or what's going on and you and you just say okay well let's try this but then we're going to come back in a couple of weeks and review because we want to look at the patterns because there's something maybe there's something we're missing mm -hmm. and it allows you to keep it objective it keeps everybody's spirits up um i find all the tools have been exceptionally powerful for me fabulous mm. all right so the name of this podcast is Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. And when we're looking at niche marketing, looking at all that you've done, I would definitely say that you're a giant for people to follow, to be able to emulate what you do. Do you have any advice for practitioners, people who are thinking about niche marketing, any you know advice in your years that you'd like to give? Um, I think I've probably given most of it. <laughs> um, I would say... Niche market is definitely the way to go. Trust in your own abilities and don't be frightened about sharing sharing what you know and asking questions. But niche market, I, I, I can honestly tell you, I don't think I would still be practicing if I hadn't done niche market, not to the point of my enjoyment. I have got an exceedingly huge amount of enjoyment out of my business because I've niche marketed and it's taken a lot of stress because I'm very much one of those people I need to know it all and I want to do the best that I can. So for me, niche market was has been perfect. Fabulous. Thank you so much for today. Pleasure, Angela. It's been wonderful. Thank you for listening to the Metagenics Best Practice Podcast. Find us on iTunes and leave a review. Join our Practitioner-Only Metagenics Facebook group to be informed of new podcast releases, keep up to date with key industry updates and more. Visit metagenics.com.au 
to find useful links and resources relating to this podcast and sign up to our e-newsletter.